Hello and welcome to I Read a Book Once. My name is Emma and this is a podcast where I talk about books. Today I'm going to be talking about The Dating Plan by Sarah Desai, which is a romance novel, an adult romance novel about two people who get fake engaged. So doesn't that just sound like a blast? And it's also a second chance romance, which basically means that the two people had a chance to be together sometime in the past and it did not work out and now now it is their time a second chance if you know what I mean I hope you know what I mean I just explained it anyways this was one of my January book of the month add-ons and I know what you're thinking Emma it's March now well I read this book the week of Valentine's Day because I wanted to read a romance for Valentine's and this was the one I had and I've been waiting to read it forever and so I finally did and uh, thank you for being um, understanding, I guess. Thank you for being understanding of the fact that there was no episode last week. There was just not a way for me to enjoy my time off of work and get it out for you guys. So thanks for waiting for this week for this episode. Hopefully it lives up to your expectations. And um, so as an update about talking about the Toni Morrison book that I've been reading, I'm still currently reading it. There's no way I'm going to finish it in February. I'm currently recording on the 21st right now, and it's just not going to happen. I've got a lot going on, and I'm making my way through it. I'm about mm, 130 pages. It's just kind of slow going, but I am going to finish it, but that episode's probably not going to be coming for a while. So just so everybody knows, I am working on it but it's not ready yet. So you get this instead. Hopefully enjoyable. It's been a while since I've done a romance episode. I took a break because in January, no, in December, in January, I was reading a lot. I think I had three episodes in a row that were romance books, which I really enjoy reading them. However, I'm not sure if everybody enjoys listening to them. They're not typically my most listened to episodes, but so I waited to start reading this book for a little bit. Okay, before I get started, I just want to provide a trigger warning. I'm not going to detail anything, but if you were to read this book, there are some brief descriptions of and implications of both partner abuse of a parent to his wife and then child abuse of the same parent to his son. So that's just so you know, if you were to read this, if that were to be triggering, I'll mention these things, but I'm not really going to go into detail about them. And of course, I have to give my standard spoiler alert. I'm going to spoil the dating plan. So if you do not want this book to be spoiled, stop here, go read it. I would recommend it and then come back and listen to this episode. So let's get started. The dating plan is actually the second book in a companion series, which I don't know the name of the series by Sarah Desai. And the first book is called The Marriage Game, which is about, so the main character is Daisy and then Liam. So it's about Daisy's cousin, Layla. And, uh, her well now they're in in this book they're engaged I don't know if that's a spoiler for the other book but I haven't read it you don't need to read the marriage game to read the dating plan it's just kind of one of those things where it's like oh Layla and Sam pop up Layla's in it actually kind of a lot which was kind of fun and then I mean I haven't read it but anyways you could see them again in this book I just haven't read it so whatever okay I'm a little nervous to do this plot summary I don't think it's gonna go very well (laughs) okay so the book starts off at a pitch tech conference sort of thing. So she's working for a startup. It takes place in the San Francisco Bay Area, and she's working for this company called Organicare, 
which provides organic feminine care products. And so she's in the bathroom trying to get some pads to show like how their pads are more absorbent than just like generic ones. And while she's in there, her ex and her ex-boss who got together while she was still dating her ex and working for her ex-boss are like making out in a bathroom stall and it's really awkward. So she like escapes with her pads and is like, oh my God. And then she runs into the male lead, Liam. And oh, I guess I should also say that Daisy is Indian. Liam's Irish, which is like kind of a thing, but not really. Whereas like Daisy's Indian heritage is actually really important to the novel and the story and everything that goes on. But this is something I'll talk about maybe later. I don't know. Just like I wanted to clarify right now that Daisy is Indian just because from her name, you would not know that. And so she runs into him and she has not seen Liam since 10 years ago when she stood when he stood her up on prom night. Can you imagine like this is a wonderful reason for her to not like him at the beginning being stood up on prom night and she never hears from him again. He just disappears off the face of the earth. And so Liam used to be her brother Sanjay's best friend. They were best friends for like, I don't know, years and years, like a really long time, like childhood best friends, whatever. Liam is about three years older than Daisy, I believe. And he was supposed to bring her to prom and he never showed up. And we're like, what the heck, man? Anyway, so they run into each other. She's really upset at him. But she also sees her aunt coming at her with this guy named Roshan because her family is really into the matchmaking. They're like, bruh, you're 27 and single and alone. You're never going to get married. We got to find you a man. So they're trying to set her up with Roshan. And she's like, bruh, I don't want to meet Roshan. And then also her ex-boss and ex are coming after her. And she's like, oh, my God. And then they all converge at the right moment. And she's just like, Liam, will you do something for me? And he's like, yeah. And so she kisses him. And then she gets flustered and introduces him as her fiance to her aunt, which her aunt doesn't know Liam. This was one thing that was odd to me, but I guess I'll talk about that later. Anyways, so then Liam is like trying to convince her to like let him apologize something. She's like, go away. I don't want to speak to you. And we find out that Liam is now in the venture capitalism business. So Daisy's going to her pitch. Liam now works for this company. I think it's called like Evolution or something. And he's there to listen to pitches to see like who his company wants to fund. So he's been working in New York, but he's just taken a transfer back to San Francisco to head up their West Coast office as like, if he does well, then they'll give him partnership in New York. And Liam never went to college or anything like that. So he's really had to work himself up because he doesn't have the same sort of educational background as everybody around him that he works with. So anyways, he goes and watches Daisy's pitch and then he also, his grandfather has just died. So then after that, he's like going to the will reading and it turns out that they have a family distillery and his father, who is the one who I was like trigger warning about, he um, left the family business to start a family car company and Liam's older brother, Brendan, is taken over the car company since their dad has died and the typically what happens is the distillery goes from oldest son to oldest son, right? But the grandpa puts in his will that he wants Liam to have the distillery, but he has to be married by his next birthday in order to get it. His birthday's in two months and everybody knows he's kind of a bit of a player and hasn't had a solid girlfriend in like ever. And so the brother is very taunting about it. Like, ha ha ha, I'm going to knock down the distillery and I'm going to do the true family business of our cars and like whatever. And Liam is like, no, I actually have a fiance. Her name is Daisy. Now then 
flashing over to Daisy. Daisy's dad calls because he is on a trip in Belize, maybe. I can't remember where he was with his um, girlfriend because Daisy's mom left when she was eight or 12 or something like that and then never came back except for 10 years later to ask for money. So the dad has finally started dating again and Daisy still lives at home. And the dad is like, how could you be engaged? You should have been meeting Roshan. Like, how could you be engaged to a man we've never met? And Daisy doesn't want to tell her dad that Liam is actually the guy she's engaged to because her dad does not like Liam anymore that he stood her up, right, for prom. And Daisy's also just like, it's all a misunderstanding. She's not actually engaged to him, whatever. Then the next day she goes to work and typically she goes from startup to startup, doesn't really make any friends, but they are in trouble. That's why they were at the pitch thing. The um, CEO's daughter was like dating somebody and then he was like, let's branch out into doing like adult diapers and stuff like that. And then that was a failure as everybody thought it would be. And then cut and ran and whatever. And so they're like really in trouble. And they're now like letting people go. They had to let go of the second floor of their office. So now they're all crammed in one floor. She ends up making friends, but she's really worried. And then she sees Liam. Liam's like, oh, maybe I'll rent the second floor because he's come to see her because he's like, I need to be, we need to get married because he does not want the distillery to go to his brother for it to just be knocked down. And he really doesn't like his brother and like all this different stuff. And he's like, I can't just marry some random person. It needs to be like somebody who understands and isn't going to like the divorce is going to not be a big deal. And we're not going to have to do all this like money stuff and whatever. So he's like, Daisy's perfect. Then Daisy blows him off. Um, blah, blah, blah. Comes back. Liam shows up at work after they've just announced like more cuts or whatever. And he says he's there for Daisy. Tyler, who's the CEO, actually thinks he's there to save the company he's there actually to propose this fake marriage to Daisy. I mean, it would be a real marriage, but it would be fake. And Daisy agrees after like they talk for a while. She says, but you need to help Organicare. So she comes up with the dating plan, which is a series of seven dates. And then the eighth one would be their wedding. And so he's like, okay. So he like brings somebody in to help Organicare. Le uh, Layla, Daisy's cousin, is not happy about this because she was there to pick up the pieces when Liam deserted uh, Daisy at prom night and all this, all that jazz. Um, so the first date is going to L Layla's aunt's store. So they're going there to shop for, I think it's called a Sherwani. So it would be Liam's um, wedding outfit. And there's also a sword. So he meets some of um, Daisy's family and they have some banter. And then after that, they go on their second date, which is to an Indian food restaurant. Why did I say an Indian food restaurant? To an Indian restaurant and meets another one of Daisy's cousins and then like gets too hot of food and like all this different stuff. And, you know, they're bantering and whatnot. And Daisy's starting to like be like, oh, I remember why I liked him so much and whatever. You know, they're starting to catch feels already. And then what was their third date? Let me see if I can remember. Okay, so then the third date is to go meet Liam's family at, I don't know, they were all getting together for whatever reason to meet her. I can't remember, like, before his family goes to back to Ireland or wherever. And um, he doesn't really like his family because his mom was being abused by his dad and he was, like, mad that nobody stepped up and did anything, which is another, like, point of contention with his brother. Daisy and Liam show up and nobody's really believing that Daisy is his actual fiance because of like his reputation, whatever, especially his brother who is saying like all this different stuff. And then they get in a fight. And then Brendan, the brother alludes to something about like, you don't even know like 
what I did about like mom and like this different stuff and Liam's under the impression that his brother never did anything to help her like because he never stood up to their dad whereas Liam did at 13 and then his dad like beat him and broke his arm and then he was staying at the Patel's house for a little bit that's Daisy's last name and um so all this different stuff so then they leave and Daisy's like they're not even buying it like what's the point let's not do this and she goes and it turns out so her aunt one of her aunts has been watching her dog because she has this like little Westie named Max and he accidentally got into some chocolate so then he's at the vet and Liam brings himself to the vet and like stays with Daisy at the vet and then brings her back home and ends up staying the night but nothing is happening they play guitar hero and Daisy's hacked the game so she always wins but Liam plays 100 games with her anyways actually I think they only play 20 and all this different stuff and then they kiss and they almost more is almost gonna happen but people are knocking on the door it's lit it's Daisy's family. Oh my God. And so Liam has to escape out the bedroom window like he used to when him and Sanjay would sneak out at night. And so um, then her family shows up and whatever. Um, their next date is they're going to a Sharks game, which is a hockey team. I don't know if it's real or fake because I don't really follow sports, but whatever. So they're going to this game. Liam is a huge fan. And Daisy's like, while we're there, we can meet my aunt and her family because they go to, they have season tickets or whatever. So they're there and Liam's got like all his different like sports memorabilia for the team or whatever. And then Daisy ends up being really into sports and Liam's like, this is attractive. Like I'm about this. And then they go to meet her family. And this is the aunt that uh, always makes really disgusting food combinations. So she's got something called shark stew, which is basically just everything you would buy, you could buy at the concession stand put together. It sounds so disgusting, but Liam eats the entire container to impress the aunt and everybody's like, oh my God, don't do that. But he does. And the aunt is like, I like you so much. And so then, you know, after that, I think they do go back to Daisy's house and, you know, then they may, or they may, they might've had sex and they may have broken her bed, you know, some intense stuff. And, um, Daisy's like, this has to be a one-time thing because whatever. Layla is then like, Daisy, what are you doing? This man broke your heart. He's going to break your heart again. Layla is not about this because she's like, he already broke your heart once. Like what the heck? And then at this point, I think actually before they have sex, um, Liam explains what happened at prom, but he can't tell the whole story because he promised Sanjay he wouldn't. So basically he tells the story that he was on his way to get her, but he didn't have a car. And so his friend came to pick him up and he gets in this car that he doesn't recognize. And then his friend crashes the car and it turns out his friend was um, driving while high, driving DW, I don't know, you know, the driving while high, whatever that is called. And then also stole that car. Liam ends up taking the fall for his friend because his friend's like in college and Liam's not and like has this big future in front of him and he doesn't. So Liam ends up having to spend like one or two nights in jail or whatever. But like his friend scrapes together the bail money and gets him out and he just gets I don't even know if it ends up on his record because the um, person whose car was stolen was actually this friend's friend. So he promises like not to press charges or anything like that. But then so that's why Liam couldn't come get her and we all know because Liam has said like I promised Sanjay I wouldn't tell that we know Sanjay her brother was the one who did this but he's not telling Daisy to me it's really obvious who it is but whatever Daisy does not figure it out and um Liam after that ends up getting on his motorcycle he gets his mom out of the abusive situation with his dad settles her in Florida and then is just kind of driving around until he meets this 
on his motorcycle, driving around till he meets this guy who brings him into evolution. Turns out he's the CEO, blah, blah, blah. Then, But he never comes back or calls or anything like that, which is definitely part of the problem. What is his... He's like, I'm not good enough for Daisy. I can't, like, I can't, whatever. So then... After that, their next date, and they've only got two left after this one, is that Liam is going to take her on a motorcycle ride. Well, while they're on the motorcycle ride, a drunk driver is swerving at them. So Liam, like, throws them off the bike and, like, cradles Daisy's body and they, like, tumble and whatever. And they end up in the hospital. Liam just has a concussion, but Daisy goes into, like, a coma or something for, like, three days or something like that. She ends up being fine, but at this point, Liam's like, I'm no good. And her dad comes back and sees that the whole time the fiancé was Liam. And so he, um, the dad is very upset with him. And then Liam eventually goes in and they both confess their love to each other. But Liam's like, I'm no good for you. I have to leave. And like during this time, he also gets a call from his boss or whatever that they want to make him a partner. But that means he has to move full time back to New York. So he's like, I'm just going to go to New York. I'm going to let you free, whatever. Daisy's very upset about it. Layla's like, she doesn't say I told you so, but she's like supportive and is like, you get one weekend where you get to wallow and then we're moving on, like blah, blah, blah. But she's like in love with him, whatever. Her dad ends up saying that him and his girlfriend are going to get married and whatever. And then Liam goes to New York. He's like going to take this partnership thing. And then he's like, but I'm running away from how I choose. Oh, then what happens is his brother calls him and it's like, oh my God, thank God you finally like picked up because he called him like 10 times because Liam didn't tell anybody he was in the hospital. The brother's like, me and my wife saw that you were in a motorcycle crash and we couldn't get any information from anyone and we thought you were dead, blah, blah, blah. And Liam's like, no, I'm in New York. Like, I didn't think you would care. And the brother's like, how could you say that? And he's like, how could I not? Like, we're not real brothers, like all this different stuff and like that they don't act like brothers. Then they kind of apologize and the brother's like, I I actually hate running the car company. Like the He's like, you can just have the distillery, like whatever, it's not going to happen. And the brother's like, oh this was real with you and Daisy, wasn't it? And he's like, yeah. And then he's like, I miss you. Come back so we can see you, whatever. So then Liam's kind of like, I'm running from my problems. Like, I can't do that. So he goes back. So then him and his brother go to the distillery and they decide it's like the day is going to be knocked down. And then the brother actually has a son, Jackson, and he goes missing when they're starting to knock things down. So they stop it. They find him at like this place where all of the like family members carve their name into it. Brendan doesn't have his name carved in there because he never went to the distillery. There's this whole thing with, like, the grandpa and the dad and, like, whatever. And um, so then they carve his name and they're like, you know what? Let's sell the car company. It's in so much debt. I actually hate working there. And let's, as brothers, build up the distillery, whatever. Then Liam goes to meet Daisy's dad and, like, explains the whole thing that I've already talked about. And he's like, okay, you know, I forgive you. Like, you were, like, a son to me. Like, I'm sorry this happened to you. Again, not saying it's Sanjay, but it's still very clear that it's Sanjay. And he comes back and it's the seventh date, which was meet the family. And so he's like meeting everybody in her family and they're interrogating him and whatever the heck. And then it's two days later. And for some reason, well, okay, then Liam spends the night because the family's all gone and like whatever. But then, you know, they're saying they love each other again. But then for some reason, you know, it's two days later and they haven't spoken to each other. And Liam is like, comes back home and sees like all these things going on in the house like nobody's there but like it's very decorated and he's talking to a neighbor who has Max the dog and the neighbor's like oh I think there's a wedding so he thinks that she's getting married to Roshan because the family didn't approve of him when it's actually the dad and the girlfriend getting married so he's like running around to find her then we've got Daisy at the wedding she didn't invite Liam because she didn't like 
want it to be weird with Sanjay there because Sanjay's coming for the wedding because she doesn't know about the whole thing that Sanjay actually knows what happened at prom, whatever. So she's like talking to him or whatever. And then Sanjay's like, because she says, oh, Liam told me what happened. And Sanjay's like, he did. She's like, yeah, like blah, blah. And Sanjay's like, actually, that was me. Like, whatever. And then he's like, why are you, why didn't you invite him? Like, why are you waiting for the family approval? And she's like, you're right. Why am I? So she leaves. She finds Liam. It's raining. And they made up this fake story that they were going to tell Liam's family of how they met, that they met in the rain and they were both taking shelter under this bus stop station. You know what I'm talking about? And Liam finds her there. And then they kiss in the rain underneath there. And then the epilogue is, oh, I forgot this other part. So then, so, you know, organic hair was like doing bad. And, um, Daisy keeps trying to give the CEO actually good advice that he keeps rejecting because he's scared and like the pitch, the money falls through and whatever. And then Daisy ends up becoming the CEO and she finds money somewhere else. So now she's the CEO of the company, which is fun. Okay. So that was a tragic, a truly tragic plot summary, but there you go. Like, what was I saying? I do not know. We'll see what happens when I edit it. So let's get started. The first thing we have to talk about is the writing style of the very first chapter. So if you listen to my Take a Hint Danny Brown episode, which was a fun time. I tried to do a short plot summary and actually kind of succeeded. Anyways, I talk about Talia Hibbert's writing style in that and how I think I called it quirky, which is not really what I'm looking, the word I'm looking for, but I can't figure out what word I'm looking for. Like, it's just kind of very different from how a typical romance book writing style is. And I think it's just because she's really infusing the personality of the characters into the writing style of just like the narration and all this different stuff. And when I read the first chapter of this book, it reminded me of Talia Hibbert's writing, but in a bad way. Does that make sense? So like I enjoy Talia Hibbert's writing, but like when I first read the Chloe Brown book, it took me half the book to get used to it. And then I was like, okay, this is fun. I get it. Not a side note the third book about Eve Brown comes out in two weeks and you know I'll be reading it. So look out for that episode in probably a month or so. Anyways, so very exciting stuff about that. But so the first chapter was written very weirdly in a way that I was like, I wonder if I'm going to like this book. But it was so odd because it was only the very first chapter that was written like that. And then after that, the writing style was not the same as the first and I had a good time and it was enjoyable. So I don't know what the deal was with that. I'm not really sure. Then let's touch briefly on Daisy and Layla's names because the next point I want to talk about is Daisy's family, who I really enjoyed. They were so fun. They were so funny. Um, so Daisy and Layla, so like I said, Layla was the main character in the last book and Daisy's the main character in this book, but they're the only people with non-Indian names, if that makes sense. Like all the aunts and uncles and like Daisy's brother even like they all have Indian names that you're like oh okay you know this is not just like a generic white person name but I think it's odd that Daisy and Layla both don't I mean I'm not trying to speak for all Indian people because I'm not Indian or like whatever it just was struck me as a little odd considering the fact that nobody else in the family did but Sarah the author's name is Sarah so like that could just be part of it that like She's just using her own like name experience to name her characters. Does that make sense? I don't know if that makes sense. And I was kind of like, I don't know if I can explain this well, but I just thought that was like a little odd. 
But, you know, to each their own, whatever these, whatever the author wants to name them, you know. But let's talk about Daisy's family, who was a hoot. They were truly a hoot. She's got all these different aunts. So she's got the aunt that makes all the weird food, who was hilarious. They've got, she's got the aunt that watched her dog and is also a teacher. And her and her aunt do, like, Bollywood dance lessons at, like, the community center or something. And she was funny. You've got the matchmaking aunt from the beginning of the book who was funny. Like, her family was just so fun. And that, like, yeah, it's annoying to have your family try and matchmake you. But just, like, they were so, they were such characters in, like, the best way. And it was just, like, fun to see them, like, sprinkled throughout. There wasn't too much of them. Like, you're seeing the different family members. They were super fun. Like, they added a lot of, like, color to the book just like making it more fun and like ooh, like what's going on oh here's her crazy family again and it was also like fun because it was like a great description of like still the family's crazy right but they still love each other and like just all the love and support that they're giving each other and all these different things which was very much contrasted from Liam's family who doesn't really speak there was not a lot of love going on there and all this different stuff and, like, specifically with Brendan Liam's brother, like, he was the worst. Like, at the end, it's like, oh, my God, I'm worried about you. And actually, we're brothers and let's make up, which is great. But he was really mean to Liam. And I'm not saying that Liam was, like, the nicest to Brendan because that definitely, they were just very antagonistic to each other. But it was just, like, a little painful to read. I'm like, do brothers actually act this way towards each other? Like, what? Because like, you know, me and my siblings, of course we fight, but we mostly get along. And I was just like, oh, this is kind of, I don't want to say painful to read, but it's like, this is awful. Especially when you're contrasting it with Daisy's family, which was like, I think kind of the point because Liam talks about how he spent so much time at Daisy's house and like how he like envied like the love and the support and all this different stuff. So then let's talk about the fact that nobody other than Layla, Sanjay, and her dad knew who Liam was. When Liam was Sanjay's best friend for like, I don't know, 10 years, something like long, like a long time. And I'm not saying that I've matched the extended family of all of my like close childhood friends. However, it seems odd to me with how close her family was and how much time he spent at the house that he never met anybody other than those three. You know, it just doesn't add up in my mind it really doesn't and like I mean he probably wasn't there during family events but from the way the book's written she's got family members popping over at her house all the time and I feel like at if Sanjay had a birthday party like the family would just show up to the birthday party you know and like I know that it has been 10 years since he last saw the family since when he's been there and maybe he didn't see the extended family since he was a child but like, what? And then also I feel like the fact that did none of them know that Sanjay's like best friend from childhood's name was Liam. And so like, they just didn't know. It was funny because the matchmaking aunt, she thought his name was Lim, like L-I-M-B. And so then when her dad calls her, she, he's like, what are you doing engaged to some man named Lim? What is wrong with you? You can't be engaged to somebody with such a weird name, like all this different stuff, which was really funny. And like, even the dad was fun too, because his whole thing was that he was super adventurous. Like they were going cliff jumping and like doing all this crazy stuff and like all these adventures. And then he got like a concussion. I don't even know what happened with the dad, but there was some sort of injury down in Belize or wherever he was. But like he was a character too. 
let's also talk about Sanjay while we're on this track of family. Um, I waited for Sanjay to show up for like 300 pages and he showed up in the last 10 pages of the book. The reason I was waiting so long for him to show up is it's teased from the mid-beginning that like the whole reason Liam left was to cover up Sanjay's secret or whatever. And I'm like, bro, when is Sanjay going to show up? Like, where is this man? Then he showed up at the end and I'm not saying like, I'm glad he showed up. And now it's said that he's going to, so basically Sanjay does like Doctors Without Borders or something like that. I don't know if it was called something else. So he's typically out of the country doing that, but he's back for eight months now. So I'm really thinking that if she's going to do another book in the series, it's going to be, this next book's going to be about Sanjay and whoever his love interest is. I don't know that for a fact, but it just feels right to me because of the fact that it said he's going to be there for eight months and the issue's going to be like, he's going to leave, but then he won't actually leave. Or maybe she'll be a nurse and then she'll come with him. I don't know. I'm just throwing some ideas out there. I am intrigued to see Sanjay's story because of the fact that we know, and he had told Layla, or not Layla, he told Daisy at the end, like, that he went and got his life back together after the whole thing on prom night. And he was like, he was like, I owed it to Liam to, like, actually live my life correct instead of, like, throwing it away like I had been. And Liam had mentioned that Sanjay had, like, anger issues and this different stuff, like, while they were in high school. So I'm, like, intrigued to see who he's turned out to be and kind of, like, more about his, like, more about him other than the very small part I saw and then just basically what everybody else told me in this book. So I don't know. I'm intrigued about Sanjay. I kind of want to know more about him, like, what his deal is. And then also, I guess the other family member I didn't touch on was Layla. Layla was really fun, really funny. I really enjoyed her. I would definitely, you know, I would pick up the marriage game. I mean, when you read a romance, you basically know that they're going to be together at the end. So it's not a spoiler to have read this book and see that her and Sam are already engaged and going to get married soon, like whatever. But like, I'm intrigued by it. But like, there were some spoilers. I didn't say any in this, but just like of some different like, plot points that had happened so I would like if I were to read it I would know some things but like basically it's still like okay I know like one singular thing that happens like whatever um here is something odd Daisy always wore this is like kind of TMI but I thought it was so weird that I have to share it she always wore Marvel underwear like both bra and panties and like I just it was weird it was really weird it was like a thing happened multiple times you know you got Iron Man and the Hulk all like just all of them like she really liked Marvel like that was a thing when they broke up or whatever she was like doing a Marvel marathon and whatever and like that's fine I don't care that you like Marvel and whatever but like it was the underwear is just a step too far especially considering the fact that you're 27 and not a seven-year-old child you know what I mean it was weird I did not enjoy it I was like I, these are things I did not ever need to know yeah I did not well even just thinking about it now I'm like why was that why was that a plot point why was that like a thing that happened like I get it you're showing like that Daisy like had a quirky style of dressing and she really liked Marvel she was a computer programmer and she like all this different stuff and I enjoyed her characterization and that she was like freakish oh I missed a date one of their dates was that they did trivia night at Liam's friend's or Liam's cousin's bar or whatever. That was really fun. I love trivia. It's super, I love trivia. Anyways, that Daisy's like, I don't want to, she's, the phrase in the book is like weirdly smart. So Daisy's like super smart and it was like fun. Like I enjoyed that about her and it just like felt 
like she was a real person in a way and that Liam like loved that about her too was great and then the other thing I want to talk about briefly is just at the end of the book Daisy waiting for approval from her family to like go to Liam after like the whole thing of him coming back and saying like that he wasn't going to take the partnership job Liam ends up deciding to quit his company and start his own venture capitalist firm and then also helping his brother with the distillery and whatever and then like also I just thought it was odd they like confess their love Liam's like I'm not going back like I want to be with you and Daisy's being like I want to be with you too but then I'm not going to talk for you to you for two days until my family says like okay and then I'll be with you and like I understand that I don't understand the cultural context of being like part of an Indian family and like all of that different stuff but it just read weird to me I don't know. It was like odd because it seemed like they had made up and then all of a sudden there was like a, another conflict in the last 10 pages of the book. And it's like, but but why was there this extra conflict that they'd already made up and I just don't understand what was going on there. I don't know. But whatever. I didn't write this book. I just thought that was odd. I would have done it differently, but whatever. And let's see. I feel like, oh, and then I thought it was kind of cute that they did end up like kissing in the rain at the under the bus stop thing because they had like randomly thrown that out there so I thought that was kind of cute like a full circle moment and I think that's where we're gonna end it pretty much out of time anyways considering the fact that I did a long plot summary like let me know here's the thing really let me know if you enjoy those plot summaries like if you skip through them if you leave because you're like I don't want to listen to Emma describe this book let me know if you actually enjoy them and you find them useful also let me know because I don't, I don't know. I just, I would like to know how people feel about them so that I can continue to evolve and change my podcast. Like I kind of enjoy doing them because it gets me into the mindset. And then also I'm like, well, what if somebody's never read the book before? Then how are they to know? But I could also very much shorten it down to the best of my abilities and kind of just hit on major things. Or even do just like a back of the book summary where I just kind of like tell you what it says like on the back of the book or the cover flap or like whatever. Like that is an option that I could attempt. So really, really let me know what you want me to do with that. The ways you could let me know is you could DM me on Instagram at I read a book once blog. Also go follow me and check out my photos. And another thing is that the cover of this book was stunning as one of my favorite booktubers, Noelle, would like to say, always says. Like, it's really pretty. It's really fun. And the cover is actually the same color, basically, as my bedroom walls, which is, you know, the if you see, you know, my little logo for my podcast, like that purple color, that's the color of this book. And I love that color. Love purple. So that was fun. You could also send me an email at iredabookonesblog at gmail.com and let me know your thoughts about this episode, this book, or, you know, actually give me advice on the plot summary thing. And you can check out my blog that I never update. I read a book once, blog.com. You know, I really never update that, but you could totally check it out if you wanted to. Um, Next week, I don't know what I'm going to be talking I don't know what I'm going to be talking about because I'm recording this before my vacation. So I'm not exactly sure what book I'm going to read or like what's really going to happen. So again, I'm leaving you hanging. I promise that will things will go back to normal after next week, I think, of me knowing what the heck I'm going to be talking about the next week, but whatever. Um, 
So yeah, this was an episode of I Read a Book Once. My name is Emma, and I'll catch you guys next time.